Hello, everybody, and welcome to yet another episode on the Think It Through podcast. Today, just want to go over my thoughts before the first debate of election 2020 between candidates Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Should be interesting. Stick around and join us. everybody and welcome back to the think it through podcast so today um i I was kind of debating on whether i wanted to say anything and let things play out um as you can tell if you've stuck with me up until this episode that i am a champion of civic participation and just an overall awareness for politics doesn't mean that you have to be hands-on or you really have to you know champion it to the point that you are on a campaign or something like that now me yes I have done campaign work I volunteered in my community before I've done door knocking I've called uh on phone banks and I've organized canvassing routes to do the door-to-door knocking I've helped fundraise on behalf of candidates I have organized rallies so I understand the gist of grassroots organizing and what it means to truly campaign for a cause whether it was a presidential campaign or just getting literature out to folks on the candidates on both parties Um, Just so that my community was aware. And this was through the AFL-CIO. Really great experiences overall. I liked the people that I worked with. Because I liked the AFL-CIO. Because that union and what they were championing. I liked it because it was nonpartisan. They don't necessarily get behind a candidate until... Um, they meet certain requirements. But the fact that they were making sure that you were registered to vote, I could, I could, I could get with that because that's where I am at. I am someone who I did start off as a registered Democrat and I voted for Barack Obama. I loved everything about that campaign cycle because as a young adult, when I turned 18 I understood the process because I come from a family where I had a family member who sat on city council who sat on the board of the Cleveland Clinic Foundation who championed the Karamu House if you don't know what the Karamu House is it is the first uh, African American theater um, that is on a level of a uh, Broadway It, it was something that is still championed here in my local community of Cleveland, Ohio. So if anything that involves the arts for African-Americans, this is and was the place to go and is a very fine establishment. Um, my, my aunt, who was the uh, councilwoman, she lived over in the neighborhood that that encompassed. So being someone who comes from a family of a... Um, 
uh, someone who participated in public service, civic partation, uh, participation is near and dear to me. I don't necessarily care for one party or the other, but the mere fact of evaluating your circumstances as it pertains to your community, I feel as though everybody should know what's going on from your school board to your county commission, to your city planning, to the ward that you live in, and the city councilman or woman who represents you. That is your right as an adult and as a law-abiding tax-paying citizen. Now, I said the coveted word of the day, taxes. Now, I'm someone who has a small business. My business is to consult with you on your finances or your real estate. I like it because it's simple and I don't necessarily need a license to do so. All I do is I gather information from you on what you want to do, what you're trying to achieve, and I turn you over to someone who is licensed to make a transaction happen on your behalf. I can only give you but so much information because I am not licensed. My job is to get you the money or to help you structure your LLC or corporation the way you see fit based upon the way in which you operate. If you're someone who likes education, you might want to get a nonprofit. If you're someone who has a car wash, you might just want an LLC, things of that nature. Whereas a lot of people I'm finding, they don't have enough information on you know how how to structure your business what would be the best way for you to get ahead because if you if you out there and you listening to me and you don't have a business even though you work a nine to five no matter what your nine to five is i champion you having an llc or a a corporation like i do which is a c-class corporation registered in the state of ohio now why would i say that because if you don't understand that one, the United States is a corporation. Let me say it one more time. The United States is a corporation. That means that they are a for-profit business. Okay? You do not live under a constitutional representative republic anymore. That changed in 1781 with the Constitution of 1781. Go check it out. You could still look it up. There's a difference between the Declaration of Independence, the Federalist Papers, and the original Constitution of 1776. You do not live under the Constitution of 1776 no more. That's been long put to the side, and it ain't coming back. You are living under a system that has been changed itself and continues to evolve and change without you noticing now why would i say that you have something called a birth certificate if you don't understand that the countries of canada the united states and the uk are all subjugated to the royal crown you need to go research it okay There's a reason why there's only three city-states in the world, and that's London, Washington, D.C., and Rome. No, 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 no. 
the Vatican. Understand, America is the military arm of the world. London is the financial arm of the world. And the Vatican is the religious arm of the world. If you don't understand those three things, I suggest you go and pay attention because none of the things that you're seeing right now is rooted in truth. What do I mean by that? Because you have a president, your president is not necessarily yours. What do I mean by that? I mean that you do not control him. You are casting your vote in terms of... You're you're casting your vote for president in terms of a popular vote. As a majority. A majority of the common folk. Because that's what you are. You are common stock. According to your birth certificate. There's two types of stock. There's preferred stock and common stock. You and I are common stock. We don't have the blood type, lineage, or heritage that would make us preferred stock. Now, are there some instances where you can go from common stock to preferred stock? Yes. Look at your celebrities. They all start the same way. They usually come from nothing, some of them, but a majority of them are born into certain families where through nepotism and networking, they are who they are, whether they're an athlete, actor, or a politician, nepotism and networking that's that's the name of the game if you do not have the necessary blood type okay so we all in this together so what you what you're going to see happen tonight is a script that's why i said the the last vestige of hope that you can have to regain control of this country is local politics Because if you can't control local politics, you're not and never will control your president, whoever he or she may be. You got to understand that there's somebody called David Rockefeller. David, no, John D. Rockefeller said, and something that his son, David Rockefeller, repeated. He said, he who controls the money he said, he who controls the money, he, and that statement alone, what he was saying is because he controls the money, he cares not about the country's loss. I'm paraphrasing, but go look it up. He said that as long as he controls the money, he does not care who makes the loss. So if you don't understand that money is the name of the game and that you have been sold out as a people, because of your birth certificate then there's nothing that i could tell you that's going to sway you one way or the other because like i told you before and i've said it before in earlier episodes it don't matter who the party is because you got two parties of the same bird who, who two wings of the same bird who is subjugated under two families that you know of publicly and that's the rockefellers and rothschilds the rothschilds control the Republican Party and the Rockefellers control the Democratic Party. This is why you have such homogenization 
and poppycock going on between the two of them. Don't get it twisted, folks. The ones that have been in D.C. for 10 or more years, they're tainted. No matter how you slice it, no matter what party they belong to. If they are your Congress people and they are representing you at the national level, those people have been compromised. This is why I champion term limits. If we're going to play the game, we have to get back to playing the game fair and at square one. Because the way that this country is headed, you're headed towards communism. I'm sorry, there's no way other way to put it. I told you before in my earlier podcast or earlier episodes of my podcast that I am a political science. That means that I study the science of politics, how it works, how it moves, and why it is what it is. I am telling you this for your own good so that hopefully I am waking someone up out there. Am I telling you to totally turn your back? on politics no because you have to understand what's going on you have to get to a point where you as a people can understand that everything is smoking mirrors and until you go out here and you think your own truth and you think it through nothing will make sense to you you will always be being pulled from left to right and right to left you don't know whether you're coming or you're going. You got to get out of that. You got to get out of that mindset because they're trying to turn you into a hive mind so that you can parrot what you see on TV. That goes back to Operation Mockingbird. If you don't know what Operation Mockingbird is, you got to go study it. I want all of us to be educated and elevated enough to know what's right and what's wrong. It don't matter the party. Until we change the term limits in this country for both parties and add a new party we gonna have the same thing because all this debate is gonna do is gonna rile you up it's gonna anger you what you're watching right now with donald trump is a smear campaign this goes back to me saying the coveted word of the day which is taxes now they're accusing this man of only paying $750 in taxes. That right there should make you laugh and it should make you pause because why would they say he only paid $750 in taxes? Well, if anybody took the time to read through the transcripts and his taxes, if we're using mainstream media, the same media that propped him up before it's the same media that's trying to take him down now that's just calling a spade a spade i can still dislike you and still respect you i don't have to agree with everything that you do but i can give you respect and in part of respecting this man you got to you got to read on donald and don't just read from the mainstream media just because they're telling you it's right that don't make it right If you don't understand that CBS, Fox, uh, NBC, ABC, and Disney, all of the big six control over 1,500 media outlets of radio, no, 15,000 different media outlets that encompass newspapers, podcasts, uh, radio, and music. If you don't understand that they control 
these various types of media to give you information, you're not going to understand. So everything that I'm telling you is going to make you have a a cognitive disconnect because you don't believe that it's true. That man paid over $38 million if you read the taxes that he provided. Where the $750 comes into play is that the year that he was elected, he paid, what is this, the $4 million? <coughs> and the $750 was the rollover because he he overpaid. He paid enough money to pay for the upcoming years. All that did was all that man did was got an ex- he got an extension. And those extensions, he paid $750 for each year that he did it. There's nothing that you're going to find that's going to make him make it uh make him break the law. This is why I started off a few minutes ago telling you that I champion you getting a business because if you don't understand the way the government is working and those who benefit in life maybe maybe this country country is too complicated for you now are there some things that I disagree with when I look at the whole tax situation and I can see how everyday working class people like me and you can sit over here and be mad hell yeah Because like one of my mentors told me respectfully, and I love this lady dearly. She was like, well, that's not fair because I work really hard. So what are these, what are these loopholes and tax credits and stuff like that? And I had to counter back to her and I said, are you mad that he only paid $750 allegedly? Or are you mad that you didn't get those tax credits? You know what I'm saying? Like, we always hating on the next person. Don't hate on that man because he got money. Now, you can hate on his way that he acts because he does have money. Hate on that. But don't hate on people because they have wealth. You know what I'm saying? I don't care if you made a trillion dollars this year. Where the tax law, and this is where you would have to critique Donald, because Donald, like his counterparts, his billionaire counterparts, and people that are at that status level and above, yeah, you can say that, how come they they are maneuvering in such a way where they're taking advantages of the tax law, but yet we work nine to five and we're getting taxed out the behind. That's tax law. The only way you can get around it is you have to have a business too. It don't mean it don't mean um let me see. It doesn't mean to pervert the system, but it does mean that you have an opportunity to do exactly what he's doing. If he can do it, you can do it too. It just it just depends on the level of knowledge that your tax attorney has and is willing to share with you. Because if I came to you right now and asked you, hey. You want to save $5,000 on your taxes? If I punch up these numbers right now and I'm actually working, it's ironic because I am studying taxes so that I can be a tax preparer. That's just coincidental. But if I told you that there was a way that you could save money on your taxes, 
or provide you with tax credits so that it would ease your tax burden, are you going to turn me down or are you going to say, tell me more? Because that's what you really have to think of. He paid 70, he used a tax credit for paying $70,000 on his hair. And that's his head and that's his money. See, that that's a problem. We sitting over here counting other people's money. That ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with you. If that man can prove that he filed those taxes legally, which obviously if he's been tax audited and I've been audited, if he's been audited for his taxes and they still and they still can't lock him up or tell him there's a tax penalty, then there's no debate. There's no arguing about that because he showed you that he did pay taxes. If there was something wrong with the way that he filed them, then why ain't nobody came back in 2015 to say that you know what he doing something fishy he doing something wrong if y'all didn't do it then then why are you trying to do it now same thing for anybody else now I said this publicly on my Facebook page I said if if you're going to criticize him for taking advantage of the tax incentives that his businesses employs then you got to go out here and you got to nitpick Bill Gates. You got to go out here and you got to nitpick Mark Zuckerberg. And you got to nitpick, damn, you damn sure got to uh, hit up Jeff Bezos. All three of them men pay like zero taxes. And ain't nobody put up a fight nor a fuss. They just looked at it and said, oh, well, that's what billionaires do. No. Like I said, what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If they're using tax incentives, then so can I because I have a registered company. Now, my tax incentives is going to be different than Donald's because I don't operate the same way that he do. I'm not operated out of New York. I don't have as many employees as he do. I don't do the things that he do. So quite naturally, my tax incentives is only going to go so far. And understand, him and his family has been having a business for years. For years. So if you knew that this man was doing something shady or what you deem to be illegal, why haven't y'all came out then? When you See, that's the thing, like I said before. When you see a crime happening or the government seeing that a crime was being committed, and because he can't have done this once, he had to have been filing his taxes the same way over years. So if he's been filing his taxes the same way over years and the IRS didn't catch that, then who's to blame? Is it Donald or is it the IRS? Because the IRS hasn't came out and said anything. The proof is in the pudding. They reported on this in 2017. Then they turned around and reported on it in 2018. Now the report coming out in 2016, the year that he was elected, he paid taxes then. They, This is what you call sensationalism. And I said this before on an earlier podcast. The media is weaponizing your emotion to sensationalize a story, to wound you up, to get you angry and aggravated and finger pointing. 
shouldn't do that. Step away from that. Back back from that and go read. Go read the articles that the Times put out. The New York Times. Go read the Washington Post from those years. Now all of a sudden because they don't like him and because Donald has declared war on fake news, now we just hate him. We can't say nothing without, we, we got to fact check it. We got to make sure that it's fitting certain standards to go along with these new narratives that are being pushed by, by the week. You know, so he can't win for losing. Not where I, I always critique Donald at is the way he comes across. The way he comes off, he does come across as arrogant. He does come across as someone who is absent-minded and someone who who just really is very pompous and how they act. But if you can't if you can't find fault with him with his taxes, what you what 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 else are y'all gonna use? Now I put something on my Facebook wall. And it showed that Hillary seemingly did undermine Donald Trump and his campaign. And she did, she did concoct the whole Russian uh, collusion thing. Now, Hillary is a little slimy little girl. Because if you don't know who Hillary is, and you don't understand who her husband is, then you just don't understand how politics really work. And that's just me being nice. Now let's talk about Joe. Joe, for all intents and purposes, has been in politics for more than 40 years. That's the long and the short of it. I said it before on an earlier episode that him saying that there's a problem in Washington is akin to someone showing you a burning building and saying that this building is on fire knowing full well that they've either added fuel to the fire or they lit the match you can't take what he's saying seriously because he is part of the problem no matter how we keep on saying, well, we got to pick the lesser of two evils. We got to go along to get along. We got we, we to gotta just vote just because. No. 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 Mm-mm. That's why we in the predic- predicament that we in right now. It's Washington's fault and it's also our fault because we don't fight back. We don't say nothing. We don't share the information. We don't start roundtable discussions. We don't put pressure on the police. We don't put pressure on the FBI. We don't call out the mayor. We don't do anything. That's why I say when I when I go through my episodes where it's like, fuck politics, I don't like it. Because we, as a people, we fall asleep at the wheel, and it's like, damn, y'all, we, we, we not watching what's going on out here from a higher level. So when it comes to Donald, I mean, not Donald, but Joe, you're watching his cognitive and mental decline. You're watching it. Just like we watched Donald look like he was high. You got two old rich white men who are going to do nothing but deflect, throw dirt, 
be senile and cynical. They've been going back and going back and forth with each other since last year when Joe got in the race, calling the man Sleepy Joe, which is a pun or poke at his mental his mental health and his cognitive decline and his slow response looking as if he did just roll out of bed and he really don't want no problems then you got joe who undermines donald's leadership well damn if i've only been in a position for three years and i don't do politics my way of doing things would come off as radical different and would rub a lot of people the wrong way if they've been in Washington as long as uh, Joe has. Joe has afforded himself a lot of luxuries and a lot of friends in high places because, hell, if I work on my job for 40 years, I would want some type of respect too. And I understand that. I totally understand that. But both of these men are not going to give you what they're supposed to give you. Why? Because we as a people have not put pressure where pressure needs to go. And that's on term limits. I'm tired of seeing the same people on the ballot every year, every year, every year, every year. And then we want to complain about certain things, but we're not willing to kick the people that's a part of the problem out of the situation. If you erase Congress right now and put in new, young leaders from both parties, if you're going to have two wings of the same bird, then why not make this like jury duty? You get in for two terms and you get out. Just like presidents, you get out. We all deserve a chance to be heard. We all deserve to know the truth about things, no matter how ugly and deep down dark it is we all deserve to know if this man really has gypped us on his taxes and not paying his fair share then that's one thing and let's deal with that but if the man filed his tax paperwork correctly and legally and he is entitled to those those incentives to let him have it but let's turn around at the IRS and say, well, damn, what, what is it that these, these billionaires can do because of their tax bracket that me down here making less than $50,000 a year as a nine to five employee that I can't do? You know, like I said on my Facebook wall, I said, let them have their wealth, but there should be no prop, no poverty there should be no homelessness there should be no children going to sleep from hunger there should be no dirty and broken roads there should be no potholes if if there needs to be new military uniforms they should have them these old and outdated cars that we're driving in shouldn't shouldn't have that everything that these these top one percent got there there has to be some reprimand and some changes. If, if, if we don't know anything else, understand that this is a scripted show. Whether you want to participate in it or not, I'm just imploring you to do your research. 
I implore you to read a book called Fruit from a Poisonous Tree, written by Melvin Stamper, who was a former judge. Read that book. Read. And get get an understanding of who your government really is. Understand what the Tavistock Institute is and what they what they provide and why they are a think tank and why we are being engineered to our own demise. Watch the debate, but have fun with it. Laugh at it. Because if you get too invested in one corner or the other, you're going to fall in between and you're going to fall into the trap. The only way we can get our country back is working at the local level with one another. That's how you get your country back. Control what's in your backyard. Like my councilman. My councilman just stepped down and resigned. He has a replacement that I got to look into because I want to know who is trying to represent me. Because can't nobody represent me as good as I'll represent me. So uh, with that, I just wanted to have fun with y'all. I didn't want to get too deep. I didn't want to get racial. I didn't want to do none of that. I just wanted to come in here and give you my thoughts and just ask you to think higher and to think it through.